Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. This time, we're going to talk about a question that comes up surprisingly a lot. And it's uh, getting kind of mainstream these days, we're talking about green energy, more specifically, solar energy systems or solar farming on your property, on your whether it be a single family house you own or maybe even a multifamily property. Now, first, I'm going to start this podcast by saying this is not any sort of a political anything, okay? It doesn't matter. This is not a left or a right thing. This is simply we're talking about solar energy. So please don't get all whooped up into a frenzy thinking that, uh, you know, somebody's offending you and you're going to have to go find a safe spot and sit, and sit in the corner and, and cry and be told that it's not your fault. That's not what this podcast is about. We're talking about does make sense to do solar energy or not? Uh, and the, the short answer is it depends. Now, full disclosure, I am a huge fan of solar energy. That's true. That's right. You're like, no way. It's not possible. I am because uh, I don't like the dependence on the grid. I'll be honest with you. I own a property, uh, off-grid property. It's our second home that is absolutely not tied to the grid, which means I don't have to pay a power bill. I don't have to pay a water bill. I don't depend on anybody out there. Uh, and I have air conditioning and all the conveniences of home. I've got toilets and showers and I can do everything you can do. I just don't have an electric bill or a water bill because I've learned how to be energy independent. Now, well, if only America could figure that out. But uh, I started this journey a couple of years ago and basically because I bought a property so far off the grid that there's no way in hell the grid was ever coming. So if I have ever wanted to have air conditioning in August, I better figure it out. So that began a big journey, long journey into the whole solar energy situation, which got me into how to harvest my own water and how to uh, deal with compost and waste and things like that. So not that this episode is going to get too much into that. I want to talk about whether or not solar makes sense for you. And let me start by saying it it's a huge, huge, it depends. And here's what I mean. It's like wholesalers. Remember back in the day, Think hard. Back when wholesalers actually used to find great deals for buyers and then put five, ten grand on them, move on. Back before they used to get real estate licenses, and now they basically get more for houses than realtors do. Yeah, that's basically what happened with solar energy. Solar energy, right out of the gate, it became an easy way to manipulate people. What do I mean by that? Well, for starters, they the cost to put solar energy on your home is actually quite reasonable. How do I know this? I know this because I did the math on my own place. Had I paid a power bill to run my cabin, I just came from there. I was up there for a week. I'm completely have no power energy or no energy cost at all, but I was able to run air conditioner in two buildings, water the whole nine yards, lights, everything I want, microwave, whatever I need, no issues, just relying on the sun. Uh, so I've done the math. The problem is the solar energy industry has realized that homeowners don't take the time to do the homework and do the risk assessment. So what they do instead is they sell you on a payment, you know, the great American way. What, you know, what that looks like is they ask you, first of all, Johnny, how much is your power bill? And you're going to say three fifty a month, let's say. And I don't know, your power bill may be less than that, maybe more than that. I mean, maybe double that, who knows, but you're, they're going to ask you for a copy of your energy bill so they can do an energy audit on your home. Really what that means is they want to know with how much you're okay spending on energy every month. Because they know that's not negotiable, you're going to pay it either way. So if they sell you a product to replace that bill with a bill of similar size, the chances of you saying yes are very high, okay? Very high. So think about that. 
Again, I'm not against solar energy. I'm for solar energy. What I'm against is solar energy companies ripping off Americans. Okay. So Johnny's bill is $350. If Johnny buys a solar system, Johnny can no longer have a bill after 20 years, let's say. Uh, so he'll have free energy, supposedly, after 20 years. If, and the bill is, instead of paying $350 a month, it's only going to pay $323. Well, $323 amortized over 20 years after they pack some interest in there and you figure out what that future or what that uh, bakes out to is a huge chunk of money. Okay. A huge chunk of money. I've seen situations where people are paying eight, nine, 10, 15, 18% interest on their solar energy system. And of course the solar company, they're not stupid. They record a lien against the property just to make sure you, you uh, comply. So if you try to refinance your house, they're going to get paid off early over and above that. They're kind enough to finance in some closing costs and some front ends and some prepaids because that's how they make their money on the front end. Because they know once you come out of the anesthesia, you sober up, you're going to want to pay that bill off sooner than later. So they want to make sure they pack their profit up in the in the front of it. And then, of course, they're going to finance you for that. They're going to add it to principal, which means if you fi- if you pay it off a year later, they still got their profit because they're not looking, they're not living off the interest at all. Instead, they're using the interest as a way to motivate you to just pay the damn thing off. They make their money on all the extra fees they add in, but it's okay. They're going to finance those fees. Promise what could possibly go wrong. So first of all, if you're going to do solar, get your quotes as if you're going to pay cash. Okay. You tell them how, it doesn't matter what my power bill is, how much does it cost to put in a solar array that will accommodate my needs here at this home? How much will that cost? Not per month. I'm going to write you a check. Let's say how much will that cost? First of all, that's a pattern interrupt. They're not going to know exactly how to deal with that because you've just disarmed the reason to sell you overpriced solar. I can tell you from personal experience, I had it priced. I called seven solar companies. The cheapest price I was quoted was $56,000 for my cabin. Yep. $56,000 to put solar in my cabin. I'll have you know, that I have $18,500 invested in my cabin in solar energy. And I can put out 20, 20 kilowatt hours per day of energy, which means I can run a small city off my cabin. I run two buildings, two separate buildings with air conditioning, LED lights, microwave, oven, you name it, you name it. I electric heat, I got the whole nine yards. I have no want for energy. I don't go without. I can be an energy hog all I want. And if the sun doesn't shine, I can go when my system is at peak performance, I can go about two days without sunshine and be fine. That's before I have to fire up the generator. And when I fire up the generator, because the charging is so efficient, it only got, I don't think run the generator for two hours to get another day and a half to two days worth of energy. It's a fact. So solar energy absolutely can make sense, but you've got to get it installed at a reasonable price for it to make sense. If you're out there, one of the people paying 50,000 when it should only cost 20 or 18, then that's a problem because you're, you're way overpaying. That's worse than infinite banking, frankly. So one of the ways you do that is you get with, if you don't know anything about electrical and a lot of people don't hire an electrical engineer to plan your system. Electrical engineer is not going to ask you how much you pay per month. They're going to ask you, what is your kilowatt usage per day? That information is found on your electric bill. So get a copy of your electric bill and determine in a 24-hour period how how many kilowatts of electricity do you consume. That's going to tell them, number one, how much energy is your home using in a day, 
And if you're getting a battery backup system, how much energy you need to be able to store in reserve capacity such that if the, when the, when it's dark outside and you know, the, the sun doesn't shine, you get a couple of days of rain that you have enough energy stored up to be able to power your needs. Cause the whole idea behind solar guys is not so that you suffer. It's so that you can enjoy a off grid, grid disconnected, grid free lifestyle. It's a beautiful thing. I'm telling you now I don't get away with this down in Key West. I am connected to the grid in Key West, but that said our, our property has many splits led lighting. So we don't use a lot of electricity. The reason why I decided to do this episode on the Cashflow Guys podcast especially is because of a common scam I hear going on out there. Besides all the financing scams, one of the things I hear all the time is solar energy will increase the value of your property. That, ladies and gentlemen, is an absolute bold-faced lie. Absolute bold-faced lie. Why do I say that? That's because under the Uniform Standards of Appraisal of Appraiser Guidelines, it clearly states there is a clause in there that says appraisals appraisers shall not give additional valuation to solar energy systems. Okay. That means the appraiser compares your house to somebody else's house. You have solar energy. They're not going to give you any extra credit for having solar. So now that we've got that, you know, aired out and we know what we're, where we're at, don't get sucked into this. Don't think that your $200,000 or $300,000 house is going to be worth uh, three, 400,000 because you spent a hundred grand on solar. It's not how it works. Matter of fact, in a lot of cases, your house could wind up costing or being worth less money. Why do I say that? Well, if I'm going to buy your house and I see some solar energy fly by night knuckleheads up on your roof with an air, air ratchet and running lag bolts into your roof, that's what we call a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that's an expensive problem because what they're doing is creating or opening the door and inviting wood rot to come in and eat up the roof. So not only do I have to then take the solar system off the damn roof, but now I have to replace the roof and then figure out how to get it back on the right way if I even want it on there. Another thing people don't realize is with solar energy is that they, they're they going to put a lien against your house. So let's say your house is worth 500000 and you have a, oh, let's say a $50,000 uh solar system installed and you just got it a year ago and in a year you're paying the interest up front because it's fully amortized. So you, the balance of it is still 50,000, right? You haven't really paid down much principal. So if your house is worth 500,000 and you have $50,000 second lien to cover the solar system, you've got, and let's, depending on what your mortgage is, let's say your mortgage is 450 and the solar system is 50,000. That's a second mortgage for the solar system of 50,000. Now you've got, you thought you had $50,000 in equity. You don't have $50,000 in equity. Uh, in fact, you're going to have to bring money to closing. The reason for that is, is that solar second mortgage has to be paid off at closing. And I know that you can do subject to and all the other fair, fancy things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, generally speaking, you do a vanilla deal and sell it to Jimmy, the homeowner, in order to convey clear title to the new owner you're going to have to satisfy that mortgage or any liens against the property, solar or otherwise. The only exception there is, is if the buyer agrees to take over that mortgage, assume it, uh, basically take the property subject to that existing mortgage. The problem is their lender, if they're using hard money or they're using a bank loan, their lender is not going to be keen on, on them assuming anything because that mortgage, that second mortgage, was now will come into first position unless you can convince the finance company for the solar service to do what they call subordinate. Well, 
why if they as soon as that mortgage is paid off that first mortgage the and it then that that loan that lien technically becomes a first position lien okay so if a real estate closing happens and the title company pays off that first mortgage and instantly essentially that second mortgage becomes the first okay it moves up the food chain because it's now first in line because basically the lien priority comes from the day they were recorded and the second mortgage was recorded after the new first is going to be recorded. Well, your bank knows this and they're not going to give you the money to buy the house if they have to be in second position behind a solar lien or any lien for that matter. So they're not going to let you buy this thing subject to, which means you're going to pay cash. And I mean, most of you, when you say, I know when I say cash, most of you think, you know, Jimmy, the hard money lender, well, Jimmy, the hard money lender is not an idiot. He's going to require a title search. He's going to see that lien on here. He's going to go, oh, no, no, you got to bring another 50,000 to the table to buy this thing because I'm not getting in line behind a solar lien. So keep that in mind, guys. A lot of people, I've seen people actually do flips on houses and then try to sell the house and they'll they'll spend 50,000, let's say, or 75,000 on a solar system. And they think it's so amazing they market up the house up by another hundred grand. And then they get sadly disappointed when the guy that wants to buy the house or the girl that wants to buy the house or mom and pop or chip and, and Larry buy the house and decide that they're not really keen on the solar thing. Maybe they don't like the holes in the roof. Maybe they just don't like green energy at all. Who knows? Maybe they're radical righties and they don't like uh, anything renewable. They just want to be one big fat carbon footprint. Well, the have actually devalued your house knucklehead. That's like painting, making things in avocado and saying it's trendy again. Nope. Still looks like baby poop, not trendy. Move on. So guys, this is stuff you have to be, you have to be careful of. You really got to make sure that you are smart when you're doing this. And this is work. I cannot stress enough. It's so important to get a good title company representing you. If you're the buyer, do not let the seller or the wholesaler control title. Don't do it. Get your own real estate attorney. If you're in Florida, that means go to yesnerlaw.com, Y-E-S-N-E-R law.com, Sean Yesner. He's my real estate attorney. He's the guy I go to when I've got real estate related things that I need worked on. You get him on the phone, you explain the situation, you have him look at it, second set of eyes, make sure you're not getting screwed. There's probably a seven out of 10 chance if you're buying from a wholesaler that you're not going to get title insurance or the title insurance is going to have exceptions on it which is basically a, means the title insurance is completely useless. So if you buy a property that has solar, you can very well get stuck with a solar lien that never got satisfied. And then you think you're doing a great thing. You think you've got all this, all this equity and your ARV is so high. In reality, you got this phantom 50000 100000 $200,000, depending on how bad the first person got fleeced, note out there that you now have to satisfy. And don't think they won't foreclose on you because you're a victim. They could care less if you're a victim. They're going to get their money, Okay. If you're taking a property subject to this, the or subject to, or maybe the wholesaler is double closing, that means number one, the title insurance company isn't going to, or the title insurance isn't going to cover any of that crap. The, uh, because the title insurance probably doesn't exist on a double close, which is why you don't ever buy a property on a double close. I get all the wholesalers want to do it because they're too much of a coward to, it, to justify how much they're making. They're just too wimpy. They're going to hide in the bushes and try to hide their paycheck. Like I give a damn what you make. If the value is good, the value is good. Don't really care what you make, but you know, they're, they're usually weak and cowardice and that's why they double close. So but same thing goes with the assignments. That's a little more transparent. I like those better, but assignments creates issues when it comes to title insurance as well. So be careful with that. Work with a good title company, work with a good real estate attorney that'll help you get past that stuff. 
if you're going to decide to do solar on a property, I would be careful if you're going to do it on a rental property. Number one, it's not all it's cracked up to be. For example, if you're going to put it on your rental property, let's say, or even your own home, because you think that when the storms come or a hurricane season ever comes and they turn the power out, that you're going to be giggling and sit in air conditioning. I got news for you. That's not how it works. The reason why is that the Florida Power, Duke Energy, whoever you have in Florida or anywhere else is going to disconnect you from the grid, which means when they disconnect you from the grid, you're going to lose electricity. But Tyler, I have solar panels on my roof. Yes, but your solar panels actually generate energy that's fed back to the power company. And the power company then uh, gives you a credit for what you produce, what you capture in solar energy. They still keep feeding you power. So think of it like a two-way street. You create energy and you send it down a transmission line to the power company, to the power grid. The power grid says, oh, I received X amount of kilowatt hours from Timmy Tulips. And Timmy Tulips is saying, hey, I need energy around my air conditioner. And the, at the power company says, hey, no problem, Timmy. We'll send you some energy that we have here. Some we got from what you generated. Some we got from what we generated. And your neighbor generated. And everybody's happy. Off we go to the races. Well, when a storm goes down and they shut the power off, a lot of times it's because maybe there's a wire down and they're going to linemen are be out there. You see those guys in the bucket trucks out there, our, our electrical heroes, making sure the power gets back on. One of the things they have to do is shut the grid off to safely work on it. So the reason why they have this, they disconnect you is so that you don't inadvertently, not knowing better, wind up feeding power back to the grid when the grid's supposed to be shut off, therefore electrocuting a power worker, okay? Or electrocuting a power worker, uh, electrical worker. So they will shut off the grid and shut you off too so that you cannot feed power back to the grid. So in the storm, you're going to be just as dark as everybody else's house. The only exception to that policy is if you have some way to completely disconnect from the grid and have a battery backup. And in a lot of municipalities, especially in Florida, it's technically illegal to do it that way if you have capability to be connected to the grid. The only exception is, is you can generate your own solar energy and not be connected to the grid if no grid is available. That is my luck is I don't have any grid availability where my cabin is so I can generate till the cows come home. But if you live in St. Peter, Jacksonville or Atlanta, Georgia, you're not allowed to be disconnected from the grid. They won't have it. Matter of fact, there was a lady over in Daytona Beach. They forced her to connect to the grid. And if she didn't connect, the city wound up issuing an eviction order. It was a big to-do national news. She got kicked out of her house for it. So <laughs> the grid, uh, the the utilities, they're running the show here, guys, in case you haven't noticed. So you're going to have to be careful with that. If you're buying a property that's got solar already installed, same thing goes with my biggest pet peeve, dish network satellite dishes. Listen, those idiots that are that install the the dish network they do not give a rat's ass about your roof they're going to get up there and rat to tat tat with that ratchet thing and they're going to drill holes right through your roof i've seen them blast holes right through the shingles i've seen them waller out holes i've seen them so bad to where one guy one guy had a, a system installed so terribly this guy went so crazy with the ratchet gun uh, the next day it rained and started dripping on the ceiling and ruined the ceiling seventy five hundred dollars worth of repairs it was a friggin' nightmare so <laughs> If you got Dish Network, if you buy a property and you have tenants that you're renting, make sure you have a, something in your lease that specifically says you don't allow people to have install any devices on the roof or walls or anything. You want to have control over that. If they want Dish Network so bad, they can go down to Home Depot and they can buy a 12-foot 4x4 and get a post hole digger and safely, under your supervision, dig a hole and install that thing on a pole. That's the right way to do it. Now, provided they don't 
pop your uh, water line or one of your underground power lines with the post hole digger, you're fine. Bottom line is don't let the tenants go crazy because they will. Worst case scenario, just put it on a pole and leave it the hell off the building because they're not going to do it gracefully. They're not going to do it right. They're going to wind up costing you money. Okay. Those penetrations are going to cause rot. Remember guys, I said this in the beginning, but I want to summarize with this. They're not going to, no appraiser on the planet is going to give you any extra value for having a solar system installed. If you want a solar system, fine, get a solar system, but know that it's not going to give you any extra value on your property when it's all said and done. It's actually going to create a lien on your property if you finance it. So just don't do that stuff, guys. Go out there, do good business, be smart about it, help your neighbor out, have a great 2022. Uh, August is, is over now, and now we're coming into September. It's going to be a great year. I keep saying it. The year's not over with. It's been a great year, at least for us, for me anyway. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming on. If you haven't already heard, I do have a radio show now every week on TikiManRadio.com. That's Wednesdays from noon to 2 Eastern time, TikiManRadio.com. And I'm also going to be starting a second podcast coming up soon. More details on that to follow, so get excited. This one's not going to be about real estate. This one's going to be fun and cool. You're really going to enjoy it. So, guys, I will catch up with you next week, and see you soon. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.